and we're live. Welcome back. It's the weekly boog. Yeah, I bet you guys have been missing us a lot. It's been too long. It's so good to be back here in the podcasting booth. It's good to be back in the podcast shack. Um, and I'm sure all of you are wondering. I'm sure many of you have many questions you could be asking us, which maybe we'll open up a comment section somewhere. Which I don't know where you do that on a podcast, but hit us up in the email at dallinhuff at gmail.com. That's D A L L I N H U F F at G M A I L dot C O M. So go ahead, drop an email with any questions, concerns. But we'll give you the quick run through of what's, what's been going on in the Boog Boogverse. Yeah. So when we last left off, you know, several months ago or. A couple months ago, we had big plans for Boogapalooza. It was supposed to be this sweet six-day event, every day, full-length episodes about very sweet topics. The first of its kind. Yeah, never been done before, probably will never be done again. But unfortunately, things went really south for us after the first episode. Should, um, I, should I give some? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, what really happened was we had been saving up these podcast credits. We had six weeks worth of podcast credits, and we had just barely broken into the first set. So we had one week worth of podcast credit down into the podcast, and that is what is up there on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts for you to listen to. However, with the remaining five podcast credits... They were stolen by a rival podcaster (laughs) (laughs) they were in our podcasting account and all of a sudden they were gone it must have been done by hackers yeah so basically boogapalooza was cancelled but don't worry there's always next year (laughs) there's always boogapalooza 2021 (laughs) is gonna be even bigger than boogapalooza 2020 was (laughs) it looks like you can look forward to it next august yeah maybe july um, so we're, we're looking forward to that, and we'll, we've already started resaving up our podcast credits, filling up that void that was left by these hackers. Yeah, so it's gonna be sweet. But, you know, since the big event is over, we figured it's gonna be pretty hard for our listeners, but we're just gonna have to go back to regular normal Boog instead of sweet Boogapalooza episodes. So don't get your hopes up too high, but this one's gonna be pretty decent. We're, it's good to be back. So yeah, um... I guess we'll just start like they normally do in podcasts. Um, not, this is considered right now the beginning of this episode. So those three minutes we're all just covering for uh, for what's been going down. But this is where the podcast begins. So, Dallin, how are you today? I'm excellent. How about you? I'm doing great. It's good to have you back in the studio. Thanks, man. <clears throat> all right. Um, so today we have a hot button topic. I would like to consider it. Yeah. So I don't know if any of you guys have ever you know, been at a Thanksgiving dinner, and just a massive, just incredibly heated debate breaks out between, like, your crazy drunk uncle and your grandma or something about what's better, veal or venison. But today, we are going to put an end to those Thanksgiving arguments and decide once and for all, is veal or venison better? And not only is veal or venison better, but which one is more practical? Which one is more substantial for your body which 
it's an all-around debate and just looking at the comparisons between the two because they're awfully close in nature but they're pretty far in flavor (laughs) okay they're not that close in nature uh, but they are close in flavor yeah (laughs) so i mean for those of you who aren't like you know epic barbecue experts like we are I guess we should just really quickly go over what veal and venison are. Veal is just like, you know, baby sheep, pretty tasty, pretty savory. I thought it was baby cow. Is it baby cow or is it baby sheep? I'm not entirely sure. Um, We're going (laughs) to turn to our Boog research team, and they will have the answer to us within a minute. I think it's baby cow, right? Um, We are going to the research team. Our podcast credits are being dried Yes, up. it is the meat of calves. Frick. So, um, it is basically just some steak from babies. It's, it's like, it's the same as if you were to eat a human baby, but it's a cow. So, pretty good. I don't see any problems <laughs> with it. Besides, maybe it's a little oh, pricey. And the other thing on how veal is produced is they keep these baby cows locked up tight so they can't move their muscles so they're it keeps their meat nice and tender see there's no muscle being built it's all just straight up just fleshy i don't know how to explain it but i never tried it but i'm sure it's really good (laughs) well on the other hand we have in the other corner more more specifically we have venison which is the meat of a wild deer yeah, and venison, you know, maybe it's like your Bambi kind of variety, like kind of skimpy, scrawny, similar to veal, but like more wild and gamey. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just like deliciously massive. Like maybe it's some. Um, well, would little... you consider would you consider like moose meat to be venison also? I would not personally because moose meat and elk meat. That's a whole different class. Like, it's not even worth debating on this show, because obviously anyone would rather have a nice moose steak than some skimpy baby cow or deer. Okay. I can respect that opinion. However, okay. One thing I would say that one of the core differences between these two is just how the texture of the meat is in direct response to the lifestyle of the animal it comes from. So in the case of deer, these things are just out on the in the wild, jumping fences, eating people's vegetables in their gardens. They're they're, they're scavengers. They're mischievous. They're active. They are really just go getters. They're adventurous and they get it done. You see, it's like it'd be like if you were eat, to eat a human. Going back to this comparison, it'd be like eating LeBron James. These guys are out there. <clears throat> well, on the other hand, for view. It's just still like eating a baby because this thing has no experience. It's raw from the source, from the womb, and um, has had no time for muscle development. So how that translates into the texture, what, what do you... Yeah, I mean, like, I think maybe you can think about it in that way and it becomes pretty clear, you know, like, would you rather eat a baby or eat some nice piece of work like LeBron James? And to me, I think... At first, you may think, like, 
oh, you know, maybe the baby is good because it's more, like, tender and, like, you know, made to be eaten, whereas, like, LeBron James is made to (laughs) be an incredible athlete. (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) personally, I don't know. When I'm eating the meat, I kind of like that coarse, rough, the, you know, gritty kind of meat where you, like, sometimes get those tendons stuck in your teeth and, like, you have to rip it apart. You know, it's like the hard meats. It's like, it's like when you overcook your burger and it's just, like, hard as a rock, hard to rip apart. See, that's kind of how I prefer meat sometimes, which I feel like eating that baby meat is kind of just more like eating applesauce. It just, like, melts in your mouth. Yeah, I mean, I I think you got a good point there. Like, you know, applesauce ain't for everybody. You know, some people like that. Taint. Good, nice, athletic build to their <coughs> burger. And some people like to be able to just swallow it without chewing. So, yeah. So, texture, I think, as in with, with all food categories, texture is really up to opinion. Because, you know, there's always those people who love pudding. And there's always those people who are like, ah, oh, man, I like the flavor, but the texture of pudding is just terrible. You always have texture snobs. So I don't think it's a fair comparison to base this off of texture, because obviously we have two polar opposites. Yeah. So really that just means we have to go straight into looking at flavor. Exactly. And, I mean, if you think about, like, what a baby would taste like, Babies usually smell pretty gross. They kind of have that, like, rotten milk smell. Whoa, 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 whoa. They've got that, like, baby powder kind of, like, scent to them. <sighs> like, there's a couple things going that, like, there's just something off about the scent of babies. And usually the flavor of babies would be pretty similar, I would guess. Well, I think you have to get past this the skin-deep level of baby. Because, first of all, a baby cow grows up in a very different environment. I've never seen baby powder applied directly to a baby cow. Maybe indirectly. However, I would say that a cow, if we're basing it off the scent, a deer would have that much more earthy, kind of wild scent. Kind of like maybe Old Spice. While a baby, or wait, a cow, baby cow, would have more of that manure, 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 manure scent. Maybe more like axe. So it's kind of like the comparison between Axe and Old Spice, which I know that is a highly debated conversation also, so I don't want to get into it. But what, I, what I'm getting at here is that you can't really base the flavor off the smell because it's past, it's past the skin-deep level. You yeah. get what I'm saying? All right. So if we chalk it up, basically LeBron smells better than babies, but he might not taste better than babies. So we got to go a little deeper into our veal versus venison discussion. Cut deeper into that meat. So, have you ever eaten either of these meals before? I haven't, so maybe we should call in an expert. I have tasted venison once, but I've not had veal. (laughs) But in my experience of venison, I was cooking up a tinfoil dinner at scout camp. I was a deacon, so it was a long time ago in my past. But we had tinfoil dinners, and it was this uh, hand-shot venison from a deer. And um, we loaded it up with these potatoes and with a ton of garlic powder. So that kind of overshadowed the whole thing with the garlic. I kind of think of garlic flavor when I think of LeBron James now, you know? <clears throat> However, um, 
I would say there's a lot of depth to that flavor. It tastes a lot like beef, um, but maybe a little more coarse and a little bit more wild. As for veal, I could just assume that it would taste like beef, but a little bit more tame. Yeah, so I think maybe, once again, flavor, it's more up to personal preference than like actual, you know, objectively what tastes better. I think it really comes down to how you garnish it. <laughs> Probably. Or marinade. I can only imagine a veal marinated in Hawaiian punch or something of the sort could just something be really amazing. sweet, just that tame flavor made even more tame. Maybe even some tang. Ooh. Anyways, <clears throat> so basically what it really comes down to, we've di- we've talked about texture, we've talked about flavor, and there's not really a consensus there, but there is one way you can decide what's better. And that is to think about the kind of image you want to give off by what you're eating. You know, like, do you want to be seen as like a baby eater? Or you are you what you eat, you know? LeBron eater. <laughs> you are what you eat. Are you an athlete or are you a baby? And when you put it that way, the answer's pretty clear. Venison, I guess, must be better than veal, even though I haven't tried either of them. But I would rather think I'm an athlete than think I'm a baby. Yeah. Um, well, without further ado, I'm going to open this one up to our, to our viewer, our listeners. Um, so if you have experience with venison or veal, feel free to drop an email to that email, which I previously stated to dallinhuff at gmail.com, D-A-L-L-I-N-H-U-F-F at, and at, as in the at logo, G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. And um, we'd be happy to read through your responses and get back to you next week on the Weekly Boog. So, um, as always, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.